Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley, and I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk. Uh, and today is November 2 8, 2021, the last, the second to last day of the 11th month of the year. I can't believe it's November already. But welcome to Weekly Weather. What we'd like to do here is give you. Uh, an idea of what's going on. I'm sitting here behind the bright red desk, a little frantic, a little frenetic, because I'm heading down to Florida uh, Monday um, to work to live live down there for a couple months and work down there. You know, I've got some people staying in my place here in New York, uh, which is good. You know, they'll check in and water the plants. And Remo and I are flying. Got them some kitty drugs. <laughs> I think I need some of them myself. Um, we went to the vet, and the vet actually was very comforting. He said to me, Anne, ask for the private room. When you go through TSA, you have to take your cat out. I said, why do they make you do that? He goes, because they think you might have a bomb in your cat. I said, do I look like the kind of woman that would put a bomb in my cat? And he goes, no, but that's why they make you take the cat out. And he said, go to the room. You know, ask for the little room, and you're in a little enclosed room, and then you can take the cat out and show him that he's not got a bomb in him. I'm like, oh, and I, I, when the vet said that, I could just feel the anxiety ease out of my shoulders. Except I've had this cat for 11 years, and I've never given him a pill before. Yes, 11 years, no pills. He's a very healthy little Aries with a Scorpio moon. Remember that, Aries with a Scorpio moon. Can't get him to do anything he doesn't want to do. So I'm looking at this as, and, and somebody goes, remember, the cat picks up what you're going through. I'm like, well, this is not good because I'm very anxious about flying with him. But, you know, we're we're taking off tomorrow, so we will have an adventure. And, of course, the eclipses are here. The eclipses are here, so things are leaving. We just had Stephen Sondheim die. And one of my friends goes, ooh, that's called the king's death when they die in their sleep at night. I'm like, ooh, I like that. I had never heard that phrase before because he went out for Thanksgiving. I mean, I actually don't know that he died in his sleep, but he went out for dinner, Thanksgiving dinner with friends, and then was dead the next day. Um, So fast, quick, goodbye, no sick, happy meeting with people last week, seeing his show. Um, Yeah. So watch Tick, Tick, Boom. He had his last performance there. He did a little... um, uh, there, he, at one point in the show, he leaves a message for the John Larson character, the one that was my friend, actually my my best friend's younger brother. Um, I was his surosis, although, you know, we, I would really just go and be in his audience and bring friends. And anybody that I could get to go, I'd say, come on, let's go see him, let's go see him, building audience. And uh any rate, so he did, you know, it's it's a really good musical. It's on, it's on Netflix. And the last message that he recorded, he called Lin-Manuel Miranda, and he said, I don't, um, I don't really like what you said. Can I record, write my own thing? And Lynn's like, yes, totally. <laughs> and then he recorded it, too. And so it's in there. So that's his voice. Um, yeah, so the energy of change, the energy of departure, the energy of leaving, the energy of jobs well done, moving on to the next. Between now and the new moon eclipse that we have next Sunday, uh, which is on 12 Sagittarius. It's actually a really juicy eclipse. Mercury's out of bounds in that eclipse. And, of course, Venus is still out of bounds. So there's a lot of energy with Venus out of bounds and Mercury out of bounds. And the eclipse kind of speaks to um, a bigger story. It happens at 2.50 in the 2.42 in the morning on Saturday morning, December 4th, um, before the sunrise. Uh, so it's in Venus's day because the, the 
astrology starts at sunrise. The day is started at sunrise. Uh, so it's in Venus's day in the hour of the sun. And sun and Venus are meeting up at 12, Sagittarius. Mercury's out of bounds, right next to them at 15, Sag. Uh, Venus is on a world point, 22 of Capricorn, 22 and 19 minutes of Capricorn. So she's on a world point. And there's a nice... Um, a nice sextile between Mars and Venus that's applying. Venus is applying to Mars. So that's always a helpful aspect. Mercury and Jupiter can switch places. They're in mutual reception, so it's a great opportunity for communication and connection. I will be having a new moon webinar on Wednesday this week uh, for it, you know, for the new moon of the eclipse. And it is a juicy eclipse, so look where 12 Sag is. It's a new moon energy. Starting a new story, think back to December of 2022, or of 2002, and what you were doing then, or, yeah, the beginning of December, what you were doing then. The fixed stars are basically pretty nice. Venus is on Urania. Uh, there's a lot of energy around new beginnings, new ideas, breakthroughs. Sun is on the scalpula, offering healing. Mercury on Rachne, helping you see the interconnections with things. So it's a nice, it's a definitely a nice energy, but of course it is eclipse season. So during eclipse season, between now and that new moon, we can hear of endings. We can hear of things finishing up, wrapping up. And of course, you know, we've been talking all year about the fixed signs waiting until December to make their changes. <laughs> well, all the stuff in Scorpio over the last couple of weeks have been amplifying that, aspecting the fixed planets the Tauruses, the Leos, the Aquariuses, and the Scorpios, and inviting them to shift, to change, to do things. And, of course, Mars has a couple more weeks, seven more degrees, which is about two weeks or so, in Scorpio before he leaves. The other feature of this week is Neptune stations. Neptune stations on December 1st. So the five days before, which we're in now, and the five days after December 1st, we really feel it. And Neptune is stationing at 2024 and is stationing to go direct. So it's been retrograde since the cancer time in June, July. In July, it went retrograde. Now it's going direct. And that's kind of like a tidal shift. Once that changes, well, a couple things. One, when it stops, we tend to be very emotional. So I've been sitting here kind of crying intermittently the last couple days. And I know it's good to cry, but I kind of am like, really, I'm crying again. But I understand Neptune stationing, it's right on my stuff. Things are changing in my world, obviously. Um, I mean, and they're good changes. I'm not unhappy about the changes. But I'm, I'm remembering the past, remembering the old, remembering the prior. So with this shift, this tidal change that we're having, it's like the tides shift. And I remember, and I've told this story because it's one of the more powerful ones of my life in experiencing it. I was at a retreat in Maine with a really brilliant astrologer named Wendy Ashley. We went out in the middle of the night to watch the stars rise. So we're lying on this houseboat. And in the middle, as we take off, the guy says to us, the, the pilot says, you know, in the middle of the night around 3.15, the tides are going to shift. I'm sure he gave us the exact minute, but and the boat's going to change, and I'm like, okay, you know, not not really knowing what that meant, but three in the morning or whatever it was, you know, you're in the sleeping bag, you're in this haze, you know, the plant, the stars are rising, she's speaking, and you really get that the stars were the original motion pictures, and then the tide shifts and the boat pivots, and we're kind of going in the wrong direction now because the tides going either in or out, I'm not sure which. 
I think out because we turned away from the stars, right? And so you had to get up and kind of get, reposition your sleeping bag to continue to watch them to rise. And it was very powerful. I'd never been in a tidal shift in the water. I mean, I was on the water. I wasn't in it. But it was this shifting of the tide. So you're going to feel that happen. And you've actually been feeling it already because the shift is taking place on the first. But the last few days have been the shift. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, shift. The planets shift on the first, Wednesday, and then they're going in another direction. And the tides come in. And you've done this on the beach, but it's not as profound in the beach because you watch it coming and coming and then suddenly it's not coming anymore. It's backing out, right? So when we have this shifting energy this week, go with the flow. Trust that the tide is going to take you where it's taking you. Trust the process. And in the moment of stopping, in the moment of pause, Extra emotions can be yours to be felt, to be processed, to be cried. <laughs> uh, Mars is trying to Neptune. It had the trine this week, but it also um, it actually has the trine on the 29th. Mars trines Neptune on the 29th. Not quite yet, tomorrow. Um, it has the trine. To Mars trines Neptune, so that kind of says, okay, the boat's getting ready to change, and then it shifts. And then truly, if you've ever been fishing in a boat and the anchor, you know, and the tide shifts, the boat turns. Kind of weird because you're anchored, right? And then the boat just goes, oh, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to flow with the tide. That's the way to work with this week. Trust the tides. Trust the tides. They're taking you somewhere. You don't necessarily know where, but you've got to trust them. You've got to trust that the tidal shift is happening and the shift is taking place for a reason and that you're shifting in this new direction because it's time to go in that new direction. And because Mars is in Scorpio, trining Neptune, he's saying, yeah, this is the direction. We're going this way. And you're kind of like, ah. And kind of like if you've ever been in, a, in like a, one of those small pools, like the little three-foot, four-foot one, and you get a bunch of your friends and you're all making the whirlpool, and then you try and go the other way, and the water's bumping up against you. You know, it's that kind of thing. Or when you're stirring the spaghetti, and then you stir the other way, and it splashes. That's the energy of the week. It's Okay. It's okay. You're going to be fine, but it's a little intense, and it and it is the eclipse season, so it does release things uh, and lets them leave gently. In the case of Stephen's uh, Sondheim, maybe a little more difficult. In the case of some other stuff, maybe you had Thanksgiving and you you looked at the people that you spent Thanksgiving with and you went, hmm, interesting, and you made some decisions because that was in eclipse season. Maybe you realized, you know, it's important for you, you know, to say things to people. And so you're in the process of making sure you say them because this is energy of us recognizing how much time we have, how do, how much, how, what do we do with the time we have, and how do we spend it? How are we spending it? What's important to us? What's our value? What's our, what's our comparison with what we have in our life versus what we say we want to have? How do our actions reflect our words? How do we walk our talk? This is one of those energies. And with Jupiter and the sun, with Jupiter ruling the sun, the moon, and Mercury in Sag, you're going you're gonna to hear about it if you're not walking your talk. Right? You're going to hear it. There's going to be, it's going to be expressed to you. And if that is, then you want to kind of go, okay, you know, if I'm really comfortable with what I'm saying I'm doing, I should be okay. I'm not going to sit in a place of feeling judged. I'm going to go, you know, this is what I believe. And I believe it because of this. We have Venus squaring Eris this week, 
right? So she's moving into square Aries. Remember, we had Pluto and Aries in this argument five times in the last two years. Pluto's pulled away from Aries, but Venus is going to square Aries, and then she is going to go and meet Pluto. And so that energy, she doesn't do it this week. She's coming into the energy. This week she's sextiling Neptune and talking to him, and then next week she's squaring Eris and coming to Pluto. But the energy is there of understanding you know, what is important, what is of value to us. Now, Venus is going to meet up with Pluto three times over the next couple of months. First one is not this week, it's next week. So, you know, we'll talk about it next week. But what she's going to be whispering in your ear, is this of value to you? And if so, what are you doing to make it happen? The energy of the heavens is going to get a little more pushy, a little more like, so what are you doing about this? Mars is approaching a sextile to Jupiter. Are you taking action? Are you doing what you said you were going to do? Or are you doing something else? We still have some choices. North Node's still in Gemini. But there's a lot of energy in the sky right now inviting us to make choices that are more in alignment with where we want to go. Mercury is out of bounds on the eclipse, which means he is flying really high, kind of like one of those lob balls in tennis, goes way up. And you see it, and it's coming down, and you know if you get under it, you can spike that puppy and win the point. Also, out of bounds, you can hit that thing. It goes out of bounds over the fence, home run. You also can see it going out of bounds into the stands, hitting somebody, maybe ending a relationship or changing a relationship permanently because of beliefs, because of what you believe and what they believe. There was a bit of that, you know, like, well, my relative believes this, and I believe this, and we're not talking. I'm like, really? You want to fight over that? Is that worth it? Or is there something underneath that you're really fighting over? And this is the surface fight. And it's important. It's important to kind of look at this and understand it from a different perspective. There's just this shift and change with the changing of the tides, the changing of the seasons, the shift into the darkness of going in the northern hemisphere, going towards the winter solstice. The days are shorter and shorter and shorter. But the candles are lit. But candlelight's not really a lot to see by. (laughs) I mean, we like it. And we do watts, which is candles. You know, 70 watts, it's like 70 candles. But, um, yeah, one candle is not a lot. So, at any rate, the energy is important for you to pay attention to as we head towards that uh, solar eclipse, uh, the new moon solar eclipse on Saturday, and of course the Neptune station on Wednesday. Those are the big features. We're not going to discount Mars trining Neptune on the 29th, um, which is saying, okay, set sail for the dream. Where are you going? Where are you heading? And in my case, I'll be heading in the airport with a drugged cat. <laughs> Mars and Scorpio, my little, I'm going to drug my little Scorpio moon baby, hopefully, and we will get to Florida and have peace and happiness. Uh, so that's the 29th. All right, so let's talk about the aspects this week. Sun is going, and the reason we do this is you look at your chart, whatever planets are between these numbers, you know you're going to have an aspect from that planet, right? So the sun is moving from 6 to 11. So any planets you have between 6 and 11 are going to get some kind of illumination from the sun in your chart. And then in the sky, the sun is going to meet up with Mercury, and that's happening today. Uh, late tonight and mercury is of course combust when the sun and mercury meet up like that so the sun and mercury believe their truth they both believe it they believe it they believe it and they're not going to be dissuaded they answer to a fixed jupiter in aquarius 
and Jupiter in Aquarius is a little bit preachy on a bad day. You know, he can be a little, he can be a little preachy. He also can be a little standoffish. He's like, well, you figure it out. I'm not going to help. I'm going to watch because he's a little voyeuristic when he's in Aquarius. But we're going to, those planets are answering to him. Uh, and then the sun comes and trines Chiron this week, which is, you know, words can be wounding. That's going to be on the 30th. Sun sextiles Saturn, that's on the 30th too. Sun in Sagittarius sextiling Saturn in Aquarius. And that's a closing sextile. So it says, hey, there's a, there's a sentimental energy here of releasing from work. Work was good. We released it. We're letting it go. Sun and Sag were flying off and doing other things, similar to the dandelion seeds flying or the cattails flying, the distribution, right, the leaves falling off the trees and blowing around. That's that energy, sun sextile Saturn. And then the sun has a square to Athena on the second, which is Athena, of course, is 10 Pisces. She's direct. She went direct a couple weeks ago. And she's saying, hey, was that a good plan? That's the December quest, second question. And then on December 3rd, Sun is in conjunct Uranus. And Uranus, of course, is in Taurus answering to an out-of-bounds Venus. So Sun says, I'm going to ask you to make some kind of adjustments. Are you doing it? And you might say, I'm not doing it. Or you might say, okay, I'll do it. Because I said I would, but I'm not happy about it. You know, but it's a psychological adjustment. It's an adjustment of value. It's saying, what's my value? Am I valued? Why am I valued? What do you value me for? And so the sun in conjunct Uranus has that question that it asks. And then, of course, it has the eclipse on the 4th. And then I, I fibbed before. I said it went to 10, 11. It actually goes to 14. And then on December 5th of the week, it is in a quintile. So the sun's edge is quintile Jupiter very much shaking hands and saying, job well done, good job, we did it, we did it. So the week, this week, closing energy, releasing energy. We also know we're going towards a new moon on the 4th, but we're also going towards the sun having a conjunction with Saturn, which is going to take place in, in, uh, in February. Uh, and that kind of starts a whole new cycle. Because remember, Saturn went into Aquarius last year in December, and when he went into Aquarius, the sun was not already passed him you know it was already gone so there wasn't an opportunity for the two of them to meet up um and now we're kind of saying oh all right what's the what's this phrasing because remember we're restructuring for this next uh 20 years when the saturn and jupiter met up at zero aquarius so this is also part of what your 20-year plan is that you're working on uh, Mercury this week is going from 6 Sagittarius to 18 Sag. Now remember, he's kind of tracking the sun. So he's going to go past him because he's going to meet the sun. And he's going to go past. So he's going to have the aspect a day or so before um, the sun does. Now back in my corporate days, I used to work at a company called AIG. And they would let us know when the president of AIG, Maurice, was coming down and was going to look at the... Um, Maurice Greenberg was coming down. He was a Marine, right? He was a Marine. And he would come, they would say, he's coming in two weeks. And they would roll in these dumpsters. And everybody cleaned their desk. So the place, I mean, it's an insurance company, right? There's tons of paper everywhere. This is before microfiche, before, you know, computers weren't really invented yet. And, you know, we would clean up because Maurice Greenberg was coming through. So this is that, that energy. So Mercury's coming through before the sun gets there, sun being Maurice, sun being your ego. Mercury's going ahead of the sun, 
And he's saying, you better get it ready, better get it cleaned up, better get it organized, better, better, better. So Mercury's a little bossy when he's in Sag, and he's also out of bounds, so he's a little more bossy when he's out of bounds. So you're going to find Mercury is very opinionated this week and very bossy. (laughs) And as he precedes the sun coming to the floor in two weeks, Clean up those papers. Get that stuff off the top of the filing cabinet. Bop, 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 bop. It's a very bossy, pokey, obnoxious. We love Mercury and Sag, but they can be a little tough sometimes. Um, so it's running from 6 to 18. The sun only goes to 14. Mercury is preceding the sun as of uh, today. And he is going to have the aspect to Saturn on the 30th before the sun has it on the 30th. And he is going to have the, a semi-square to Pluto, which the sun is going to have on the 1st. And Mercury is going to have it on the 30th, which is, you know, you've got to clean up the space. You've got to fix this. You've got to do something. So that's a little bit of a stressful aspect, that one on the 30th. He has the square to Athena that the sun has on the 2nd. He has the square on the 1st. So he's like come up with a new strategy, a new approach. He has the inconjunct Uranus, which the sun has on the 3rd. He has on the 1st. So he says, okay, adjust. And then he flies by the sun, and he has the, he has the um, a parallel to Venus, which means he and Venus cooperate and come up with a plan. That's on December Fourth, and then he has a biquintile to Uranus on the fifth, which is a really juicy kind of fun, creative aspect of a great idea. So Mercury's flying along. He's very uh, expansive when he's in Sag. He tends to bite off a little more than he can chew. So you can say, Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. Write it all down because you're not going to get it all done. But you got the vision, right? So you're getting the vision. So write it down, but don't. Don't make yourself have to do it in five minutes. It's a long-term plan. Because Mercury's coming in, and he's going, I have an idea. And he's really supported by Jupiter. And they're in mutual reception, so they can change places. So Mercury has a vision. Jupiter's going to say, I get it, but, you know, we need a plan before we do it. And the doing it planets are not in place yet. So it's really the idea planets right now. So work with the ideas. Venus uh, moving slowly because she is getting ready to station. She's only going a couple degrees, and she only has one aspect. She has a sextile to Neptune on the 30th, which is she's happy, and she's in a dreamy space. Earth and water make mud. She's kind of content, very slow, only 19 and 20 this week. Pokey, pokey. Um, Venus, Mars, this week is going from 19 Scorpio to 24 Scorpio. He has the trine to Neptune on the 29th which is taking forward and moving dream. On the 28th, he has a stressful energy around partnership. Uh, Mars semi-squares Juno. And then he has a sesquiquadrate to Chiron on the 3rd. So Mars in uh, Scorpio, sesquiquadrate Chiron in Aries is, this can be a little bit of a weird kind of power struggle or something that wasn't anticipated as part of the deal because Chiron's in Aries and he's galloping off and Mars is saying, hey, wait, you know, I think we need to bop, 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 bop. And Chiron's going to look at Mars and go, yeah, we didn't think of that. And then it's, we're going to have a negotiation. And, and you know, it's, it's one of those weird uh, energies. So you want to kind of think about what your position is when that, when that happens, and that will be the third and the fourth. There's a negotiation there because there were things that weren't thought of. And on the fourth, we have Mars in a um, semi uh, in a uh, quincunx or a inconjunct to Eris. Now, Mar- remember, Eris is the goddess of war, and that is part of the eclipse 
that Mars is in conjunct Eris. Uh, Mars is 2340, Eris is 2348. Uh, That's the solar eclipse. So that day, under that eclipse, that inconjunct exists. Now, Mars is in the second house in the New York, in the Washington East Coast chart, and it rules the second house of what's a value. And it also rules the sixth house and seventh house of how we relate. But there can be some real overt displays of envy or real real overt displays of well, yeah, I know, we didn't really think about that, but now we need to, we should, we maybe want to look at that in a different way because of that inconjunct energy being very hard. And it does form, um, it forms an interesting aspect because it's got, it's got a thing called a key, it forms a key between, <laughs> and keys are kind of like pop open something and have you see it and you, have, you hadn't seen it before. Or you know how like you open the container in the kitchen refrigerator and it's got, like stuff in it, and you go, ooh, wow, that's that got, that's a little nasty. Gets resolved by the fifth because Mars parallels Saturn on the fifth. So Mars and Saturn make a decision on the fifth about how to proceed. But there is a negotiation this week, and it may be like, okay, Mars trying Neptune, I'm done, and then in conjunct Eris, like wait, wait, and then you know figuring out something. So it's it's Mars is in a contentious mood this week, but not contentious in a bad way. He's contentious in a, you didn't think about this. You know, it's kind of like when you do something and you haven't thought it all the way through. You haven't done the long-term plan. Like if you're a chess player, you think three, you know, if you saw Queen's Gambit, she was thinking a few steps ahead. What you're going to do, and then I'm going to, you know, that strategic thing, that's Mars and Scorpio. So because of the aspects it's having, it's like the strategic plan had not been thought out well. We had this this summer when we had the Afghanistan withdrawal, and everybody watched it and went, wow, that's a mess, because it wasn't thought out. You know, it, it happened. We got out of there, but everybody went, wow, people are hanging on the plane. <laughs> they can't get there. That energy, it's a repeat again of that energy, uh, just from a different perspective, but it doesn't mean it doesn't count, right? So your job is to look at that and go, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I remember this. I remember this. Um, this is the other part of it. Uh, Jupiter this week moving pretty pokey. He has paralleled Juno, so he's forming some new partnerships. And Saturn is pretty pokey. He's like basically nine degrees of Aquarius. He has an aspect with Vesta, a sextile. So it's, you know, we always decorate our, I always think of this as the, this aspect as being like, ooh, holiday decorations going up. Um, Neptune also, as we mentioned, does station on the first at 20 of Pisces. And we also have Chiron trining Vesta, which is kind of a, an emotion, an emotional ending or emotional vision of things. And that's on the second. So there's emotions around endings. So that's the aspects. Most important, that new moon eclipse starting stuff in Sag on fire. Now, we do want to watch fire energy because Mercury is out of bounds in a fire sign and the sun and the moon in Venus. Sun and the moon and Mercury are all in fire and Venus is also out of bounds in Capricorn next to Pluto. So fire energy, real important. Pay attention to it. No unattended fire this week. Um, for the perspective of the moons, um, the moon today is in Virgo. goes void at 7 o'clock tonight. Rosh Hashanah, or Hanukkah begins. I'm going to say not Rosh Hashanah. Hanukkah begins today. It began at sunset at 4.30. 
Uh, and then the moon goes void at 7.02, goes void with a nice aspect of a trine to Pluto. And then tomorrow, tonight at 3.55 a.m., Monday morning, it goes into Libra, and it goes void on the 30th with a nice trine to Jupiter, um, on the 30th trining Jupiter. So the moon is in uh, Libra Monday and Tuesday, nice void at 11.20 p.m. So Monday and Tuesday, good flow. Um, Wednesday... The moon goes into Scorpio at 6.55 a.m. And it goes void at 12.22 a.m. with a square to Jupiter on the 3rd. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 12.22 a.m. goes void. Wednesday morning, it's, you know, Friday morning, like 3 in the morning, 12 in the morning, right after midnight. And then it goes into Sagittarius 7 a.m. on the Friday. And then it'll be there Sagittarius A. It'll be there Saturday for the new moon eclipse. And then it went to, um, it's in Sagittarius Saturday from 7 to 13 a.m. It's in Sagittarius Saturday. It's in in Sagittarius Sunday, going void at 12.08 a.m. on the 5th with a moon sextile Jupiter. And then bright and early Sunday morning, it goes into Capricorn at 6.31 a.m. And it's in Capricorn Monday and Tuesday, going void with a nice little sextile to Mars. So the aspects this week are all really nice. Closing aspects, good and solid, solid closing aspects with the Neptune station. Um, it is eclipse season, no particular bad moon days. Uh, intense emotional energy because of all the releasing and ending energy. So I don't see any particular DB Donald Blanford days. But if I have to give you one, I'll give it to you on the 30th. Um, but it, again, it's not bad energy, it's just emotional energy. Um, emotional energy around shifts and changes. So none of the aspects are particularly hot week, nothing unanticipated other than, um, you know, we're in eclipse season, so things can leave. But if it leaves, you know, it's time is done. It's supposed to go. And, you know, you want to honor that. You want to say, hey, we had a good time. It was fun. Learned a lot. But it's over now. You know, And you might feel a little sad. You might cry. Uh, like I've been doing, um, it's okay. You know, it's, it's recognizing the, the endings need to be honored and given a, a, sort, a form of ritual or a form of toot or a thanking them. And then you go, okay, that was fun. But it's kind of like, you know, when the party's over, when you graduate, you know, and you're kind of like, wow, it's over already? And I'm, I have, I have Saturn and Scorpio, man. I have trouble with endings. Um, and I'm not ending. I'm just going away for a couple of months, you know, to Florida for the winter, which I'm actually excited about. But I'm also kind of like, oh, oh, you know, and it's all good. But it's 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 change. Changes. Humans don't like change that much. I mean, some humans do. But this human, not so much. So be gentle with yourself this week because it is emotional. And it is separating, and it is ending, and it is releasing, and it is honoring honoring what you've done and honoring that a new chapter is opening and honoring that an old chapter is ending and being grateful, being grateful for all of the things you've learned and the experiences you've had. I mean, that's what I like about Thanksgiving is what are we grateful for? What are we thankful for? So make a list of gratitudes this week. It'll help if that Neptune station makes you feel like you're getting washed away with the tides. Uh, Karen, have a great week. This is Anne Early signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Starting next week, I'll be broadcasting from the Turquoise Jays <laughs> for at least a month or two. Uh, and off we go. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. Bye.